Tamworth Country Music 50 50 50 special episodes over 50 weeks leading up to the 50th Tamworth Country Music Festival and Golden Guitar Awards in January 2022. Looking back at how it all began, what makes Tamworth Country Music tick? And looking forward to the next 50 years. Welcome to episode 14 in our series Tamworth Country Music 5050. In our last episode, we talked about some of the people who were involved in making the now mighty annual Country Music Festival in Tamworth in January happen, especially at Radio 2TM. The program hoedown, which we've touched on a couple of times before, really was so central to the early successes of both the festival and the Golden Guitar Awards. Once again, we are joined by festival co-founder Max Ellis to drill down on hoedown a little more when and how it all actually started, and who were some of the people involved at the beginning and over the years. Well, Hoedown started in the mid-60s with Kevin Knapp, who at that stage was station supervisor of 2TM. In 1959, 2TM moved out to its present location out at Kalala, and in 1964, they started a country music program with a young man called Ken McEwen, who was a young Canadian living in Tamworth. It was called The Modern Sounds of Country Music, and um, Ken ran the program for some years on Saturday mornings, and about 1966, he decided that he, he was going to get married and move back to Canada. And so he did that, and of course... 2TM was left with a gap, so Kevin Knapp, who was running the station at the time, selected a young copywriter called John Minson and asked John if he would like to take over the program. Well, John was actually a jazz fan fan at heart, but he agreed to take over the country music program and, of course, the result is now history. Uh, John laid the first foundation stone, I suppose, of country music capital. He took over the Saturday morning program. Uh, Kevin decided that because of pressures placed on the station by the fact that television had just been introduced, uh, moved the program into Thursday night, a Thursday night slot. And before too long, John was established as a Thursday night program and it was starting to work. Uh, they decided they'd call it Hoedown because they talked to a number of people around the station and a guy called Brian Anderson, who was quite a well-known, later on a well-known radio announcer in Sydney, uh, who was working at 2TM at the time, came up with the name Hoedown and uh, the name stuck and away they went. So that was the foundations of the whole country music capital edifice the success of the radio program was based on the fact that 2TM's clear channel sent our nighttime signal in particular out all over eastern Australia, and in fact even into the South Pacific, uh, New Zealand and uh, all sorts of odd places around that part of the globe. John certainly did a fantastic job creating the initial success of Hoedown, but there have been a lot of people involved since the early times. 
Well, they have, but of course John was always the key person. But gradually over the years, people like Pat Ware uh, were involved, producing a, a special segment on uh, traditional country music. People like uh, Bob Corbett became a notable personality on 2DM. Nick Irby, of course, became very well known. He took over the program when John retired. Brian Howard, Bruce O'Hara, Eric Newton, John Wolfe, they're all names, uh, all names of people who were involved at some period with the production of Hoedown. But it basically became John's program and John's idiosyncratic style of announcing. John was no traditional, deep-voiced, perfect uh, grammar person. He fitted the times, he fitted the demand, and he delivered. And people loved talking with John about country music and not having to listen to someone talking to them. And that was the big difference. And the program gained a wide following, especially among nighttime workers like truckies, some of whom would pull up on their way through Tamworth to say good day to John in their own special way. Yep, yeah, that's true. Uh, night. Every so often uh, you'd hear a big klaxon going as a, a big uh, semi-trailer roared past the station. It was ideal for truckies, of course, because it was a nighttime program. And once we established it on the Thursday night, then we gradually expanded it until in the end Hoedown was going all night long from 7 o'clock through to 6.30 in the morning. And then we relayed it to um, Toowoomba through our station 4WK there and it became really well established. In the early days we used to call it Australia's number one country music station with our tongue in our cheek because we knew we were probably the only one. But it seemed to work and the fact is John and his crew of people were able to develop audiences all over Australia and at night in southern Queensland for instance the taxi drivers in Roma used to listen to 2DM rather than their local station, which always made us feel good. And there was a time when Hoedown became fully a part of two radio stations. Yes, well, when we, when we took over 4WK, which originally was set up to serve as Warwick in southern Queensland, uh, we moved the studio into uh, Toowoomba, and broadcast from Toowoomba. It was still 4WK, but it was broadcast from Toowoomba. It ran like that for many, many years as a dual, a dual station operation. And uh, yeah, we had a sizable audience. It was always a very dispersed audience, uh, very broken up because we had uh, people scattered from the north of Cape York through to Tasmania. We were never able to claim vast numbers of audience, but it was it became a huge audience over a period of time, but a very diversified and scattered audience. I think when we started getting people coming to the awards, gradually over the years, we realised just what an influence 2DM's hoedown had had on shaping our country music heritage, really. It's interesting that uh, whenever um, Slim and Joy and Buddy Williams and people like that 
were touring in the outback of Australia, often they'd ring up and do a report on a report to John on what was happening. Buddies were always about the back axle breaking on his car and he got bogged last week. Most of them were pretty positive and so were buddies really. The artists quickly realised that Hoedown was a magnificent avenue for them to communicate with their audience in a way that they'd never had before. And so uh, Hoedown opened doors in all directions and became, uh, as I say, the foundation stone for the whole country music capital edifice we later built. Thank you, Max, for those insights. One of the most interesting news items to come up in recent weeks has been that of a new event taking place in Sydney. You might ask what specific relevance that might have to Tamworth, but it does. Once again, we're joined by the Country Music Bulletin's Leanne Kirshner. Tell us, Leanne, what is happening? Organisers behind the Tamworth Country Music Festival, including Destination Tamworth and Chris Watson Travel, will bring a taste of the popular festival to Sydney for the first time. Tamworth Comes to Town will be held in Ridges World Square on May 28 and 29, with a lineup including Graham Connors, Travis Collins, Adam Harvey, Andrew Farris, Lynn Botell, Amber Lawrence, Luca O'Shea, Andrew Swift and more. The program will also bring together dancing, songwriting sessions and a country music cruise. According to Chris, the idea behind Tamworth Comes to Town was to promote what Tamworth has to offer, showcase the incredible range of live music that can be found around the city each January and bring tourism back to Sydney's CBD. Tamworth Regional Council's Festival Manager Barry Harley said there will be a lot to celebrate at next year's festival. January 2022 marks a momentous 50 years of the Festival and Golden Guitar Awards and with many festival goers hailing from Sydney, this event is the perfect way to kickstart the celebrations and continue to cement Tamworth's position as Australia's home of country music. For more information, visit sydney.com and search Tamworth Comes to Town. Thanks for that update, Leanne. We'll have more news about what's coming up for the 2022 Tamworth Country Music Festival in future episodes. We'll conclude this episode of Tamworth Country Music 5050 with a song by one of the stars of Tamworth Comes to Town in Sydney at the end of May. This is Adam Harvey, a song he co-wrote with Phil Buckle, I'm Doing Alright. I know I'll never be a millionaire but I just don't care I'm doing alright Cause I know the value of a lifelong friend And the times we spend Money can't buy Business suits go well with new car leather seats And believing in all work and men no play and have your life in traffic jams on city streets Chasing a dream while the real thing slips away I know I'll never be a millionaire But I just
just don't care I'm doing alright Cause I know the value of a lifelong friend And all the good times we spend Money can't buy Music 5050 is produced by the Country Music Bulletin and supported by Tamworth Regional Council. More information about Country Music in Australia and contact detail can be found by visiting countrymusicbulletin.com.au.